0: Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. A series of interviews with financial consultants and industry experts helping financial advisors strategize, market, and grow their business using core fitness values and analogies. Do something today that your future self will thank you for with Get Advisor Fit. Here's your host, Olivia Looper.
1: So Johnny, welcome. Welcome to Get Advisor Fit. Thank you for joining us. You are the founder and CEO of Three Crowns Marketing. You've been serving RAA firms and technology firms all over the country since 2009. You are a Star Wars fan, self-proclaimed. Autumn is also your favorite season. Are you one of those guys who insists on calling it autumn or is fall okay too?
0: I I'm good with either, you know, as long as we are celebrating crunchy leaves and pumpkins and all that kind of thing, I'm good with it.
1: Okay. Awesome. And you will take all the s'mores. this things that are flavored like s'mores or (laughs) actual s'mores made with a fire?
0: Yeah. You got to do it by the fire and you got to level up your game. Instead of Hershey's use Reese's peanut butter cups. So you get the peanut butter chocolate action going.
1: That's ingenious.
0: It's the secret. I,
1: mean, I wonder what others, what other uh, tips he has up his sleeve.
0: That's that might be my best one. We'll see.
1: <laughs> That's it. We've blown the whole thing. That's the best part,
0: guys. You can stop right there.
1: <laughs> I love. it. Um, anyways, I love the personal touches that you put in your bio. All the time I'm stressing this with advisors, how important it is in their marketing to include these personal touches for me even when I was just like looking up these questions to, to you know, what am I gonna to talk to Johnny about? What are we gonna to bring to advisors today? I was I was thinking about these memories that I have of making s'mores. And the first time that I saw Star Wars, you know, all of these things, they just build this personal connection. And I think that um, your firm does a really great job of doing that in your own marketing. And I think that that's something I wanna to highlight to advisors who do go check out your website and check out your social media profiles after this conversation. Um, This is the way to win it, people. So, Johnny, give us the 101. Who are you? What do you do? What do you give to advisors that other people don't? We want to know it all.
0: Okay. So, the Johnny 101. Um, Like you said, I'm founder and CEO of Three Crowns Copywriting and Marketing, and we're a full-service creative agency for primarily fintech and also RAA firms. So, what that means is we work with people from strategy, the content creation, graphic design. Ads, building their websites, kind of the the whole nine yards. Um, I started Three Crowns in 2018, so before too long, we're going to be coming up on on four years of life as a company, which is super exciting. I don't you and I connected not long after I launched, so we've known each other kind of like for the whole um, the Ryan. whole time that Three Crowns has been going. Um, But like you said, I've been working in the industry since 2009, started out at Orion Advisor Services, which is now a slightly changed name, Orion Advisor Tech, Orion Advisor Solutions. They've ballooned since I started out um, with them early on in those days. But that gave me a, a good base, just working with like literally hundreds of advisors to implement them and onboard them to that tech platform. And that's where things started out for me. So now I've fully embraced uh, where my real roots are, which is the creative and writing side and, and helping advisors. And like you said, tech firms create really great content that speaks to the people who want to hear from them. That's what it's all about.
1: It's what it's all about, man. Just like us talking right now, you gotta build that bond in other ways when you can't be face to face with somebody. So Mm -hmm. definitely there. Um, So you kind of touched on this a little bit, but how do you think um, your business has evolved? You know, I mean, not necessarily from from day one, but, you know, especially more recently, zoom out to or zoom in to this post-pandemic environment. I mean, how do you feel like things have changed, gotten better, gotten worse, gotten harder, gotten easier? What do you think?
0: Oh, man, my business looks completely different than it did on day one. Um, you know, I started out not really with much of a uh, a roadmap for where I wanted to take things. Like it was just me. And I was um, leaving the agency where I was director of content. So I was like a copywriter. So I was like, I'll just do this and and see what happens. You know, maybe I'll do it for a year or two and then hop on board like as a CMO or something for somebody. But um, just kind of found that I, I, I liked the lifestyle of, um, running things on my own. And so as it's grown, that's, you know, I think this is true of anybody who owns a business. Like as your business grows, you have to always reassess what you're doing and what Uh, you're like, right. Like what, what are you best at? What are you not great at? And then you have to decide, um, to lean in to those things that you're really, really good at and then either improve outsource or let fall away those things that aren't part of that core. And so it's a continual refinement of what we look like, like we're a team of five now. Um, Whereas I started out with just copy now, like I said, like designs a core competency for us. Um, Really creating like really pretty websites is probably my favorite thing and and videos um, is right up there with it. So it's expanded to the more of that multimedia focus, which is super exciting but completely different. It's just forcing me to, um, you know, every day, uh, look at where we can get better and, and what is going to be most valuable to the people that we're working with really. So, man, I, it's, it's hard to even describe like the change that's taken place, but I think that's the main thing is like self-assessment becomes huge. Um, and then from a, a wider standpoint, how things have changed. Well, obviously the COVID thing is huge. Um, yeah, I always saw myself as an introvert, and then once I started Three Crowns and started like going to conferences and things like that to uh, meet people and help with business development, I realized I'm more of like an ambivert because those things like really, really recharge me. Um, and so it's been very hard for me as COVID has kind of like locked that down, and now some things are coming back this fall. And then like half the other things I was going to do have canceled since then. And so the big thing is like, well, you know, we're digital marketing. So we play in digital all the time, but it's really reinforced me the, the, the importance of like hybrid, right? Like you can go full digital, but my personal preference and what I think works most well for most advisors is that hybrid approach, like being strong on the digital side. So you can deliver things to people when they want it, but yeah. then having that close personal connection, like to me, that can't be replaced.
1: I'm with you a hundred percent. You can't just do the digital part. You've got to, you got to have both sides. And I think yeah. it's really interesting when you're talking about your business evolving, because we both have a background in this content base mm-hmm. and yet our businesses don't necessarily mimic one another. You know, your models very. Yeah. Uh, unique to you. And my model is very unique to me. And even, you know, other people that I know provide advisor content. Uh, they even go in a, in a little bit different direction. So it's really interesting to to hear, especially, um, you know, you you have that intense graphics focus. And that's, I love the graphics that you posted not too long ago. I think you made some Vintage record label graphics for some of the companies (laughs) in our industry, financial services industry. Like Potomac is one of them that I could remember Mm -hmm. off the top of my head. Red Tail, those were uh, amazing. I was just like, yes, (laughs) I love this. This made my day. I mean, that was fun. Old rock and roll, and I I love revamping and and telling a new story. And I think that that was really cool
0: yeah thank you that was that was fun like i had just finished up watching the loki tv series on disney plus which is all about like alternate uh universes and like you know the nerdy stuff like i'm a star wars fan you know it's the Mm sci-fi angle and so it's like all these variations of, of reality and then we just hired a designer and it's a big thing, you know, for like freelance designers, um, if anybody has ever spent time on the website called like dribble with three B's, um, yeah, where, where designers upload their designs, it's a big thing to show off your skills to just go like redesign logos for popular brands and be like, yeah, this is my take on it. So I talked to him and I was like, Hey, this would be a cool thing for us to imagine like different scenarios. Like, Hey, what if Aaron Klein, the CEO of risk allies had started a heavy metal band instead of a risk number? Like, what would that look like? What would their logo be? So we took it in that direction. It was a lot of fun. We got some, some good positive comments from people. And that was, it It was just like, what's a fun summer thing we can do for people in in the industry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. I think I saw it on LinkedIn, but I'm sure it's on his other social media platforms as well. Those are really cool. Um, so let's see. I just want to jump. I want to talk a little bit more about content, if you don't mind. let do um, What role do you think that content plays, um, you know, in the marketing you do for your clients? I mean, how much of it is, is reliant upon the content? How much of it is reliant upon strategy? How do you decide? Is it different for each of your clients? You know, you let me know. What, what do you? What is Johnny? Uh, I, well,
0: I mean... You're a content person. I'm know, a content I person. What so is, so I mean, like...
1: obviously I already have <laughs> my own opinion. Uh, but I opened, yeah. I I'm curious. I mean, you know, yeah. and advisors are curious too. other people's take.
0: My take on it is, um, is similar to Wu Tang's take where instead <laughs> of, uh, cash rules, everything around me, it is content rules, everything around me. Okay. I, I like to come back like to that, to that phrase. Um, any time we can bring in some Wu Tang, yeah, why not? It's good with me, uh, <laughs> right? So, I mean, content is everything. Um, I, I I would say that over the years, how my evolution has shifted is I used to at an earlier point in my career think like, well, it's all about making sure the strategy of things is correct, and then you can execute on it. And now I've come to a point where it's like, okay, if you if you think of, um, how much time you can spend on things in like an hour strategy should be 10 minutes and 50 minutes of it should be like creating the content. Whereas before I was like, I spent all the time on strategy, you know, 40 minutes and then get to your content with the last 20. And I flipped on that. Like it's all about executing and doing things and approaching marketing and the content you create for me, it's almost like a, uh, uh a hypothesis, right? Like take a scientific approach to it. Just, um, you got an idea, great! Like just get the very basics of what you need on a strategy standpoint, and then just start doing it, and figure out what works. Uh, and you're gonna have to try a lot of different things. You're gonna have to test your thesis, and then tweak the variables, and keep trying other things. Like content can mean so many different things, right? Like it could be a blog, it could be podcasts, it could be videos, it could be Alexa skills, it could be all these different things. And one of them might be the one thing that you find really works, and resonates with the people, um, that you want to reach and also that something that you create really well. Um, and then the other thing that my mindset has been evolving on is just the content distribution side of things and understanding the importance of redistribution of content. You know, it's not enough to create a 1200 word blog that you're super happy for. And that like Scores well on the SEO and the readability tests and all that. It's like, okay, that's great. But where your content shines is in you making sure that that one piece of content isn't just one piece of content, right? Like it becomes a hundred pieces of content. Like there's a marketer that I respect and he's like my main guru right now named Ross Simmons. And that's his thing. He's like one piece of content becomes a hundred. So that means, you know, 10 sentences out of that blog become 10 social posts with um, just quotes and graphics. And that blog becomes an infographic. That blog becomes a podcast. That blog becomes an email. You can take it so many different ways. And to me, that's the beauty of content when you find that mindset of saying like, okay, I've got this piece, but now it can be chopped up into so many other things and make it look like even if I just published one blog a week, that that my company is a publishing machine.
1: Machine. <laughs> you know what? You know what? would think about advisors, right? Who are like paying for assets, paying for a blog, paying for whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do so much with one asset that you purchase. You can get return from one article a hundred times, like you said. Yeah. I mean so the in, it's in investment there there is it, it is it is an asset that pays you back in more content. you can create exponentially from a good base and yeah. so I think that that's something that is important to to add on to that. I mean just talking about cost perspective
0: yeah, I like how you said the, it's an investment like if you think. Think of marketing in an investment sense, like you invest in an asset and then over time you get dividends back from that. That's what like that distribution plan gives you. Like you invest in that piece of content and then as you keep sharing it and keep the life of it going, those are the dividends that come back to you and and increase the value of that initial investment you made.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. We need to Make a piece of content out of this piece <laughs> of content, baby. That's what we're gonna do. Yes, we <laughs> are. <laughs> oh man, that's great stuff. Great stuff. Um, so, all right, this is I ask everybody this question, and I think that it's some people probably sort of a boring question, but it doesn't have to be a boring question. <laughs> what? Do you, what challenge do you see advisors facing the most right now, every day in your, in your business world?
0: The biggest challenge is, uh, consistency okay. Okay. and disciplined with who it is that you're speaking to it. Like in my, let to start over. Cause I knocked my cord okay. in my, like many years talking to people, it's, really easy to see what somebody else is doing and get focused on trying to replicate what they're doing or to say like, I want to go after this ideal client audience that I established. And that's like my best client. And I just want to create content for them. But then if that doesn't hit right away to like immediately drift out from that and then just start going broad in general with things again. Um, So being disciplined in how you communicate and who you communicate to and what you communicate about is a struggle that's never going to go away. Like no matter if we're doing this, this podcast in 1995 or 2021 or 2080, that always has to be one of the, just the foundational ways that you approach marketing um, is stick to your guns and, and don't be impatient
1: you know and it's funny because i mean at least in my business and i see it what happened with advisors too is uh sometimes i mean, your your little boon your little windfall of leads it's just gonna come but when you're least expect it i mean sometimes mm-hmm. you're, you're putting out your content you're doing all the things you're hitting all the boxes and you're like all right i'm doing this olivia says i gotta keep doing this and then out i mean out of the blue this happened to us this summer summer is typically pretty slow for us uh and it was just i mean i look i went to the my drawing boards. And I was like, what did I do different? And really there wasn't anything I was doing different. I mean, that's not, I don't don't like to use absolutes. You know, I can find some trends that I'm going to point to, but all in all, I was doing the same things that I've always been doing. Sometimes you just, you know, it's a one piece of content or one trend that you hit on that hits right. Or maybe it's a trend in the industry and it just happens to come, you know, you're there, you're top of mind it's it comes full circle and sometimes you just you can't always anticipate it so you still just got to be there every day.
0: But that consistency even I see that with our website like I am really into looking at data and making decisions based on the trends and the metrics of things And you know when we're being consistent and we're publishing every single week months uh, over time like our website traffic just starts making huge jump up. And it just starts to build on it because people keep coming back. And then the more you produce, the more people come. And then when we, you know, hit a lull for whatever reason, then we don't release stuff for a little bit. That'll start going back the other way. Mm -hmm. So that consistency, it's like, you know, I know you, you would get this reference, like, you know, weight training, weightlifting, uh, and just, you have to keep doing it to build on your gains. You know, if you do it here and there, You're not going to get to where you want to be. And so it is that long-term consistency that makes those gigantic gains. Yeah. After you've been doing it for a bit.
1: We have this, you know, people... So I'm in bodybuilding, which is like, you know, pretty strict fitness regimen, things like that. And there's like different philosophies. Right. And one of them is like, oh, I'm going to do 80, 20, 80, 20, 80 percent of the time. I'm going to like do what I'm supposed to do. And the other 20 percent of the time, I'm just going to like drink and eat pizza and like not go do my workouts, whatever. But mm-hmm. if you think about it, 20 percent of the time is a lot of time. You're like leaving days and weeks and months of the year on the table that you're not making any progress. So, I mean, it's just even, I mean, just 20% makes such a difference. Uh And in that consistency, that, that trajectory that you will see with website traffic, lead collection, you know, all of those, these big goals that we have that we're working for our advisors to get. Yeah. What advice did you give advisors looking to leverage their own communications today? So, you know, the guy who necessarily have, um, the budget for, for a firm, but wants to get started and, you know, just needs, you know, what would you say is top two things that he should focus on?
0: This is going to sound like absolute advice. And like you said, like I struggle with absolute advice because um, so much of it can depend on a person's personality and who they want to go after. But if I was going to say my top two foundational things, I think everybody should be doing right now. Number one is a website that you're proud of and not just one that you threw up in five days when you started your business, um, you know, on some sort of janky template uh, where you just (laughs) wrote a few things and you're like, okay, this is good Um, because in the world where everything's digital and we still aren't fully back to in-person events and meeting people at you know, chamber of commerce meetings or at the country club or wherever it is that you networked before that website uh, and most cases is going to be the first place that people really get a full sense of who you are. So making sure that the aesthetic of it, the words that it uses matches what you want to project and that it it is most importantly, super, super, super focused on your clients and not on yourself. Like if your website uses a lot of I, I, a lot of we talking about your firm, a lot are talking about you and not like the collective we, like you and the client not type the of team. stuff, right? Uh, that's wrong. Change that. Rewrite it. Talk to people. Tell them, you know, what great benefits they can get. Like not promising crap, obviously. Like we're not talking about compliancy uh, things yeah, that yeah. are going to get you in trouble. But things that you've helped your, you it, know, let's say Think about. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, you, jump in
1: think about things you know i saw um a recently a list of things if you're having you're struggling with this write out a list of things that you have helped clients do in the past Mm -hmm. 365 days and then you know prioritize them make the top list you know the things that you want quote-unquote advertise that you do to help whatever your niche is physicians business owners whatever um if so if you're you know, it's just one way if you're struggling to kind of get to that list.
0: Yeah, and it gives you confidence too when you take time to write out um what you've done specifically to help people. Like it's easy in just all the hundreds of things everyone has to do in a day to get lost in the noise of yourself and and uh to to lose sense of how much you've accomplished. And if you take that time and use those real client stories to influence what you say to other people, prospective clients, huge confidence builder, in my opinion. Um, and then that second foundational thing is to get on YouTube, create a YouTube channel, make videos. I know that you're not someone listening or watching this might be like, I hate doing videos. Okay. Like I understand. That's fine. If you truly, truly hate it, don't do it. But for the majority of people, it. For one, the SEO impact of YouTube can be pretty great. Um, it's the second biggest search engine in the world behind Google. Like, if someone's funny? not searching on Google, they go to YouTube to search it instead. So
1: this blows my mind still, but I know it's, <laughs> it's been true for years now.
0: But yeah. so get on, get on that. Just again, look at those instances. Write down ten ways that you helped people solve real problems in the past year. And then your videos could literally just be you saying um, like frame that as a question, like how do I X or what do I do to do Y? And then your videos you talking about that scenario. You know, you don't have to use the client name and get into all the, the, the marketing rule stuff, even though that's an opportunity now to use your clients um, in your marketing and testimonials, we won't get into that because a lot of people are still scared of it. But
1: scared. lots,
0: yeah. lots of blue ocean there to take advantage. Um, and, and just do that. And and then, you know, use your iPhone 4K video, get yourself a ring light, get yourself um a lav mic that plugs into your iPhone so you have good audio, and just start making videos, put them on your website, put them on social media, put them on YouTube so they live in multiple places. And to me. It's like this uh show that personality like we were talking before i talk about star wars i got a little star wars card from my kids behind my shoulder right here on my desktop uh or on my my uh oh yeah whatever it's this is on the shelf yeah a little father's day card back there um and show that personality off because that's what i want to know like when i'm um meeting with my advisor like i like to spend time just catching up about you know our family and stuff like that so give people what they want before they meet you, before they work with you. And video is the number one way to do it.
1: Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, Now I'm just wondering what's behind me. Like I didn't (laughs) already know. No, no, no. We have books. So we have bookshelves all over our house. There's like 10 of them, but that's because obviously I was a literature major and my husband, he was a history major. So he read all kinds of history stuff and I have all my literature stuff. And I was like, well, the rest of my house is covered in three-year-old toddler toys. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but we have a spot that looks like a semi-grown-up spot. for, uh, for
0: Yeah. <laughs> for no, this. I, I cleared off kids' but, toys from this before, this before this call.
1: Yeah, for sure. This has been <laughs> so fun. I love to see you all the time. You always make me smile. I must ask you today. When you look back at your career so far, because we started about the same time, you got in the game a little bit sooner than me, but not what much sooner, not much sooner, not much sooner, but you were there and I looked, i always looked up to you. So what do you think is the biggest lesson you have learned? It could be as a business owner, it could be in marketing, it could be personally, you know, dealing, uh, moving from a W-2 employee to a business owner. You know, what is the biggest lesson you've learned?
0: Oh, that's a huge question.
1: I know it's a huge My question.
0: God, um, I, <laughs> that's great. I, I, I think if I break it down, as a business owner, it is to really um, rely on the people around you that you trust. I think it's incredibly easy to. Um, especially when you're building a business and starting out, it's, it's, it's like a, it's a entrepreneurship is a lonely journey. And so if you can find others who are in similar stages of their career or building their companies and form a community with them and um, just have that positive interaction uh, to be able to ask questions of each other, to encourage each other. I don't think there's, anything better than that. And that's really true of wherever you are in your career to be able to surround yourself with a group like that. The most important thing, like when I think about the growth of three crowns, um, whenever I had to make an important decision that I had a close nucleus of people who I would reach out to and talk through things or, you know, when I was feeling like the trajectory wasn't right to get their advice, nothing's been more impactful than that the last three and a half years.
1: I really like that, actually, because I feel like there's a handful of people that I can go to. And you've been one of them, actually, that I've gone to in the past and said, like, hey, what would you do in the situation? Or, hey, do you have a company that does this? And like, you know, we've sent referrals to one another at different Mm -hmm. points. Um, And so even though we might not be in any each other's super, super internal nucleus, I know exactly what you're saying. And I feel like, you know, the financial services industry really isn't that big. It really mm-hmm. isn't. I mean, especially when we think about the number of financial advisor, RIA-specific marketing firms, even as it gets much smaller. Yep. And um, it's so important. And and I have found I, I really have not had a negative experience with anybody mm-hmm. when I've reached out for help or mm-hmm. reached out for advice or anything like that. And I think that that's made a world of difference. And it means that I'm buying drinks So whenever we all end up at a conference together, I drink like three times a year. But one of the times (laughs) I will reserve for you guys, also because I've entered social anxiety in person, you would never know it, but it's just, it's there below the surface. Um, But yeah, so when all of this is not virtual and everything's not virtual anymore, don't get me wrong. I love seeing your face, but I would like to, you know, see you in person too. It's better.
0: It's better in person next florida conference i'm there we're gonna hang
1: let's do it i I mean i don't care i don't care i'll go wherever i mean that's the stretch i will go (laughs) we gotta go somewhere you know fun yeah yeah
0: absolutely um
1: yeah so everybody you hear that those drinks are on olivia (laughs) at the conference all right uh don't bring your friends (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's a one that's a one drink limit that's one <laughs> round, everybody.
1: <laughs> Once I have one round, it will be off. There will be no limits. <laughs> I'm a chief date. Oh man, Johnny, thank you so much for your time today. I always love talking to you. I always love seeing you. Um, if you like to learn more about Johnny and his company, go to his website, at threecrownsmarketing.com. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social media uh, at lexicon content development or lexiconcontentdevelopment.com. Uh, to learn more about how our firms help financial advisors attract their ideal client with custom content, social media management, and SEO services, visit the website, see me on social media. Everything's in the digital domain, including this video if you're seeing it. So, guys, if you need help, Johnny and I are here. Again, thank you for joining me. And we will talk again very soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Get Advisor Fit with Olivia Looper. To learn more about Olivia and how her firm Lexicon Content Development can help you, visit lexiconcontentdevelopment.com. If you want to reach out to Olivia on LinkedIn, you can find her at Olivia Looper Lexicon. And if you'd like to follow Olivia on Instagram, you can find her at Lexicon Content Development. So next time.